Okay, guys. So welcome to another episode. Today is a very special day. Again, it's a Sunday, so holy day, and we have a very special guest. As you see, my camera is already shaking. I told you I'm going to be all over the place today. But, you know, like this, this is an unbelievable human being right here. His name is Trevor McGregor. He's a high-performance master coach with over 25,000 hours of coaching experience under his belt. He has worked with clients from around the world, including Fortune 500 executives, high-level real estate investors, entrepreneurs, world-class athletes, and business professionals. And they come to him for one reason, life-changing transformation. So hopefully, most of you, hopefully, if, if you're going to continue watching the entire episode, you're definitely going to have those in, the, you know, in today's show. So in addition to running his own private coaching practice, Trevor was a master platinum coach with the Tony Robbins Group offering elite coaching unlike any other program in the world. So anybody who are familiar with Tony Robbins, like hands down the number one, you know, coach in, in, the, in the planet. Uh, again, Trevor's probably after him the second. So Trevor passion is coaching real estate investors. And to date, Trevor's clients has purchased real estate assets totaling over $1 billion worth of multifamily investments. His mission is to assist others in realizing their true potential and hidden potential to achieve more success, wealth, freedom, and contribution that they ever thought possible. So quite a bio here, I tell you, I mean, it's, it's very impressive. I'm just, again, very, very grateful to have you on today, Trevor. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. Yes, the bio is always interesting to hear back, but it's my passion. And I really am cut from the cloth of, you know, contribution and helping other people, you know, find their dream you know, whether that's owning a certain number of doors, having a certain net worth, traveling the world. I mean, um, I'm very blessed and grateful to do what I do. And uh, I really, really enjoy the, the journey. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I just can't, can't wait to dig in. Like, again, for the people who are seeing maybe your first time, you know, maybe you can tell, you know, because again, I love the stories. And I'm, I'm sure you have an unbelievable story to tell. So if you just share kind of uh, where you've been before the coaching, and how did you transition in it? And like, like what happened? What, what mental shifts happen in, in your, like in your head to, to make this happen and to achieve, I mean, this level? Like, Well, it's quite a story. And, and I'll, I'll take you and the listeners back a ways. I mean, I'm from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. So I'm Canadian. And if you know anything about Canadian kids, they always want to grow up and be a professional hockey player, right? Yeah. And so I played hockey. My dad had us on skates, my brother and I, when we were three and four years old. And I remember all I ever wanted to do was, was be an NHL hockey player. And I played hockey at a pretty high level, but I got to my teen years and I found out that I just wasn't big enough, right? You need to have a certain size and a certain speed. And so I said, well, if I'm not going to be a hockey player, I better go, you know, to university and college. And that's what I did. I went off and I studied business. And once I got out of college, I went and worked for a hospitality company as the executive director of operations. Um, I love that role because I had people reporting to me. We had uh, operations in five major cities in Canada. And um, what was a really, really good opportunity for me to take my skill set from university and apply some of the marketing stuff I learned and mm -hmm. HR and finance and procurement and all of these different things. And as the story goes, in 1999, the owners of the company said to me, Trevor, you are doing such a great job. We want to give you an opportunity to invest in our expansion plan. Would you be interested? And I said, well, sure. I'd love the opportunity because 
at the time I was literally going to be turning, you know, 30 years old. And I thought, wow, this is a really good chance for me to invest, make some money and maybe retire, you know, rich and young. And so I really scraped together all the money I could. I borrowed off of family and friends. I even convinced my own parents to take out a second figure or a six figure second mortgage on the family home. And they did that. And I dumped all of this money into this big expansion plan. And for the first year and a half, it went really well. And we were doing really, really well. And then in 2001, when those planes hit the towers in New York and, you know, that whole thing happened, people got scared. People stopped going out as much. People thought the world might be going to a war and that sort of thing. And we were in such a massive expansion at that time that it just didn't work out. And we were going way too fast, way too hard. And to make a long story short, I lost all of that money that I pumped into the expansion. So there I was broke. There I was defeated. There I was feeling, you know, sorry for myself. And really, you know, I don't know if you or any one of your listeners has ever been broke, you know, down and out and feeling sorry. Many times. Many times. Yeah. I mean, what do you do when that happens? Well, for me, thank God, I hired a coach. And this coach said to me, Trevor, I'm really sorry that this has happened to you, but you're married. You have two beautiful children. You're still young, you know, and I wish this didn't happen to you, but you know, you got to dust yourself off, get back up and keep on keeping on. And I said to him, well, thank you, but I don't know how I'm going to pay back this, these failed loans. I mean, I owed a lot of money well into six figures. And he said something to me that changed my life forever. He said, have you ever thought of investing in real estate? And I said, no. He goes, well, in real estate, you can use other people's money and buy properties and improve them and then ultimately refinance them and keep rinsing and repeating. And I didn't have any other choice but to listen to him. So I I scraped together a little bit more money. I scraped together some money from different family members and friends. And I bought my first townhouse. And that was a really good experience because Vancouver was going through a huge appreciation fixed it up. And I took the money out of that and I bought a condo. And then I took the money out of both of those and I bought my first duplex. And that's when I discovered what cash flow was, you know, because you make more money on a, on a duplex. And then I bought another duplex and then I bought another one and I leveraged those to buy my first fourplex and another fourplex. And in a relatively short amount of time, you know, just about two years, not only did I make enough money to pay off all of my loans, but I had a beautiful cash flowing, you know, real estate portfolio on top of that. And yes, I paid my parents back in full. So it was an amazing journey where I, you know, was really doing well. Then I hit a big roadblock. And then I absolutely found that real estate was the greatest vehicle on the planet to get me from where I was to where I wanted to be. Does that make sense? Oh, that definitely makes sense. Because again, like we, as you guys who are watching, you know, we dedicate this show to only two topics real estate on social media. And again, real estate probably is, is the first topic that again, I love to discuss. Like, that's why I love having, you know, people like yourself again today, if you don't mind, there will be, I will, I would love to touch more kind of a mindset and coaching, you know, from, from that perspective. Cause again, you're, 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 you, that's exactly what you do. Like you help all these businesses, like, as you mentioned, like athletes, you know, just different industries like to expand and just, you know, do better in general. So I would love to just touch some points on that, but this is a beautiful story. I mean, and you just, you fixed the, you fixed everything up. You, I mean, you came, you came to the other side, basically like having like, like debt into like, 
you know, having the cash flow. I mean, how, like, if you remember, like, what was the time frame from going, like, from that to, like, receiving the positive cash flow and, like, paying off you know, all the debts? The whole thing was about two and a half years. But that's where the story gets even better because here's what happened is I started to achieve some more success. You know, my kids' soccer coach and my kids' hockey coach and baseball coaches, you know, they would always ask me, Trevor, how are you doing this? How are you going out there and buying these properties and fixing them up? And now you've got this big collection. And I said, well, buy me a beer, sit down, and I'll show you exactly what I'm doing. And literally, I sat down and gave them my blueprint and my roadmap. And I watched these, these coaches of Little League literally go out there and buy property, renovate property. And not just one, but many people started to buy two, three, four properties. And I'm telling you, I loved it because now I got them out of just, you know, working a W-2 job and I got them to see that, man, they can literally take control of their financial future. And I'm telling you, that's when the coaching bug bit. And I knew that I was going to absolutely do something where I could help more people. And so at that time as well, I was working with my own coach from the Anthony Robbins group, Tony Robbins, you know, Tony Robbins. And he said to me one day, something that changed my life forever. He said, hey, you are so passionate about business. You're so passionate about coaching. You're so passionate about real estate. Tony is looking for business coaches to hire to bring onto the team because he wants to expand the coaching division. Yeah. And he said, you know, would you be interested in sending in a resume? And I thought, well, okay. I sent in my resume and out of 500 resumes, they shortlisted it down to about 250, from 250 down to 100, from 100 down to 50, and that's when I had to go start reading all the books. I had to listen to all the audios. I had to go to all the Tony Robbins events all over the place at my own expense. And even then, it doesn't mean that you're going to become a Robbins coach. So I absolutely played full out with that. I went and did my live practicum in Orlando, Florida in front of Tony's team. And when the dust settled, I graduated as the number two guy in the class. And that's when they offered me a full-time position working for Mr. Tony Robbins. Again, probably in a very short time frame, you know, because I mean, I mean, that was kind of bold, you know, for you go for that. And you, you kind of like, you didn't know the material. You wasn't familiar with that. You didn't read the books. You didn't go to the seminars and you just kind of jumped in. I was like, yeah, sure. I'm going to go for it. So that, yeah. that's a great story. And you just, you know, you basically, you know, like uh, what, what is the saying is if you just, jump from the plane, like you build a parachute on the way or something, wings, like, I don't know. So basically that's exactly what you did. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It was a huge leap of faith and I dove yeah. right in and, you know, really that's where I started to cut my teeth with all things mindset, all things performance. I started coaching business owners, franchise owners. I started to coach Fortune 500 executives at Microsoft, Dell, American Express, JP Morgan, Blackstone. And I'm telling you, I coached a ton of real estate investors as well. And so, yeah. you know, when I was with Tony Robbins, I was actually with him for over half a decade and I literally got my black belt in coaching and I loved it. And as I continued to support people and I continued to become a keynote speaker, I was training Tony's team. I was doing a lot of different things. My time was in high demand. And so I started to do my own coaching practice outside of Tony so I did a little bit for myself, a little bit with Tony, a little bit myself, a little bit with Tony. And then it got to a point where my calendar got so full because people were asking me by name that I decided that I would leave the Robbins organization and go out on my own. I started Trevor McGregor Inter International. That's the name of my coaching company. 
And now I coach people all over this beautiful blue planet from US to Canada, to Europe, to Australia, New Zealand, even as far away as Asia. And I've done over 25,000 coaching calls at this stage of my career. That's an actual statistic. And I just love it. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, I, I don't know, like, I, where we start after this. Well, I, I know exactly where to start because I have a, a plan of questions that I wanted to ask you. But, like, I wrote down probably so many questions. Probably there was about 30. But I was like, man, I, I need to make it shorter because the conversation is going to be very long. But there was just so many questions I wanted you to ask. But, again, the, the, the time is precious here. But, uh, you know, first of all, if we're going to jump in into the mindset part, again, like, I, I love that because for me personally – the books, the seminars, events, you know, it's changed my life completely. So I do understand that process. But, you know, if, if people are already in the, in the process, let's say they're not starting out, they're having a business, but they just have um, a roadblocks along the way, you know, building the business and just achieving that success. So again, like, can we talk about finding this driving force or the hunger for them to do stuff? Because as Tony Robbins says, you know, people operate two ways. They either get pushed by the problems or by the goals, big goals that sit, sit in front of them. But most of the people, they just choose until the problems get big enough. So they, they, they get pushed by the problems to do some stuff and move, move from the comfort zone. But how do you find that hunger to actually, before the problems stack up, how do you like push yourself to do stuff? Well, it's a great question. And I would, you know, echo what you said by reminding all the listeners that you were either motivated by, you know, pain or pleasure. We want to avoid pain or we want to move towards pleasure. And so after doing 25,000 coaching calls and working with people all over the planet, I had a really unique perspective on, well, how does pain and pleasure work? Where some people go out there and achieve a phenomenal level of success and some people stay stuck. And so what I'd say to that is the first thing that you've got to do is, you know, you've got to start with, you know, identifying any limiting beliefs that are holding you back. In fact, identifying your, your obstacles, your limiting beliefs, we all have these little gremlins in our head. We have these little saboteurs that come out and say, you're too young, you're too old, you know, you're yeah. too educated, you're not educated enough, um, you're gonna need a partner, or you're gonna do it alone, you're gonna lose your money, or you're gonna lose other people's money. And so all of this negative self-talk is a bunch of crap, and we tend to do something that I call rationalize. And if you break that word into two, we tell ourselves rational lies, right? <laughs> and it goes back to that Henry Ford quote that if you think you can, you can. And if you think you can't, you can't. And it's really the first place you have to start is get rid of any limiting beliefs that are between your two ears. Does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Like how, how somebody can do that, like just get rid of a, like it's easy. I know it sounds easy to say, like get rid of, but is there an action plan to like to do that? Well, there really is. I mean, that's why working with a coach or a teacher yeah. or a mentor or a trainer, a facilitator is really unique because your limiting beliefs come from really, you know, these, these things, your own beliefs, your values, your rules, your environment, your upbringing. And so really, when you think about it, if the listener is 25, 35, 45 years old, you got to remember that you've had 25, 35, 45 years of daily references yeah. to what works for you and what doesn't, what you believe to be true and what you don't, right? And I don't know if you know this, but the human brain has roughly 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. Some of them are conscious, some of them are subconscious. Like, am yeah. I going to be safe today? What am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? 
You know, what's the temperature outside? What time is the game on tonight? Right. And yeah. so as we think these 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day, every day, I'm sad to say that roughly 75% of those thoughts are negative. 75% of those thoughts are about survival. 75% of those thoughts are about staying safe, right? And what that does, unfortunately, is it causes most people to stay in contraction instead of what we call expansion, right? Mm, and that is yeah. thinking outside the box, that stretching possibility. And if you take a look at guys like Tony Robbins or Elon Musk or Richard Branson, right? Or Oprah Winfrey, you can pick anybody you want. Yeah. They've conditioned their mind for success where they flip that around where, you know, 75% of what they're thinking is positive and moving towards what they want. And then maybe 25% of it is safety or negativity. But man, I'm telling you, they don't live in that negative vibration and neither do I. I focus on, you know, who I need to be and what I need to do to move towards my outcomes. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, of course, definitely. Because there's always another level. I mean, even for Elon Musk, there's an, another level that he's looking to achieve. So it's just, again, the... But what you're talking about, it definitely makes sense. Like, I don't know, 75% are negative thoughts. Like, that's a big number, but again, it makes sense. Because human brain is made up uh, not to create success for us. It's just made up to survive, like yep. to, to protect the body. And that's what it does most of the time. And we have to take care of the brain ourselves to make sure that the input is right. But again, what you mentioned, I think um, like shifting the mindset and, you know, going towards the positive side. So what I'm thinking, and again, I think that question will, uh, will be kind of going that direction. Like, how do you break through the habits, the bad habits? Because yeah. I think go to the, you know, the positive side, you need to break some of those. So how, what's the process? Well, the process is, is my secret sauce. It's Tony's secret sauce. But to put it really simply, if we go back to what I just said, that if you've had the same 60 to 80,000 thoughts today that you had yesterday, that you had the day before and the day before and the day before, you're really, really trying to create a vision of the future based on a memory of the past. So what you have to do is you have to stop and ask yourself, okay, what's really been holding me back? right? Like what have I been thinking about that's kept me playing small? What have I been thinking about that has given me maybe a, a negative identity instead of, you know, you know, choosing to step into today and be that superhero identity? Because here's the truth. You're either going to make decisions from your superhero identity, or you're going to make decisions from your supervillain identity, right? It's like two different voices. Yeah. One is moving towards what you want in a in a, in a order, in a manner, in a fashion that's expansion that serves humanity and yourself. One is a negative voice that says, well, I'm going to try to do it quickly, or I'm going to make all the money I can. And you get, you get this greed, you get this quick, you know, well, you want to get it done quickly. And that's just not how, you know, life is meant to be. Yeah. And so as we start to really work on our psychology, we start to work on our identity. We start to develop new beliefs, new rules, new visions for possibility. And then you got to surround yourself with like-minded people because life is a team sport, right? If it's got to be your spouse, your business partner, you've got to work with a coach. You might want to, you know, emulate some of the other people that have achieved the phenomenal level of success because my man, Tony Robbins has this great quote where he says, success leaves clues. And it really does. Yep. So ultimately that's why I love reading books like Think and Grow Rich you know, um, I love books on psychology. I love books on identity. 
There's a great book called Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Maltz that really speaks to, you know, we are going to show up every single day based on who we believe we are. So if you have a negative identity or you've had failure or maybe you've been divorced, maybe you've lost money, we call that negative stacking. And mm. that negative stacking is going to prevent you from moving forward. So we got to set that aside and we got to start doing some positive stacking. And it could be anything where you've achieved, whether you graduated high school, whether you got married, whether you went to college, maybe you won the grade three spelling bee or the grade eight debate in school. Anything that you've achieved or conquered is called positive stacking. And the goal is to make that stack as high as you can. You know, I get my clients to do a 50 stack, a 70 stack, a hundred stack of all the incredible things that they've done because it reminds them consciously and subconsciously that they are absolutely brilliant as human beings. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. That, that, wow, that is very powerful. You know, like, well, you mean 50 stacks, like 50 positive, you know, yep. like things in a row that's, you know, they just stacking and stacking stuff. So that, that could be something like, let's say, I woke up the time, as I said, I will wake up like, let's say in my diary. That, that's, a, that's the first stack, right? That's the start of be, the day. It's a spot on. It can be that little. It doesn't have yeah. to be some big grandiose thing because yeah. here's what's happening. Your brain is literally a bunch of electrical and chemical charges, right? So short-term memory is, is electrical. Long-term memory is chemical. And so when you think of all the things in your life that you've done or achieved or conquered or Maybe you won an award. Maybe you played a musical instrument. Maybe you got your driver's license. Anything like that. Mm. The brain will release chemicals that go into the bloodstream that flood every cell of your body with feel-good chemicals. Well, we know that then that changes your vibration. And when you change your vibration, you change your frequency. And when you change yep. your frequency, you change your amplitude. And you just feel like you could go through a wall. You feel like you go out there and conquer the next thing you want to do. And I'm telling you, that's where the rubber meets the road. Most people are doing so much negative stacking all day long, yeah. and then they wonder why they're broke. They wonder why they're miserable. They wonder why they're not getting along with their spouse. They wonder why they're snapping at the kids. Yeah. Well, life doesn't have to be that way when you know that there's a path out of that. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, definitely. I, I agree. Like With the negative people, it's definitely. I mean, it's been 25 or 30 or 45 years of doing the same things all over again. I mean, the input is just not right. I mean, the, the newspapers, the TV, the, the, the friends who are, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like like to use the word, but they're broke. They don't have any money. They're living, living the negative lives themselves. So, I mean, you know, like you need to break through, you know, through those things. And I'm have, very happy that you shared the ways that people can do that. So personally, like for yourself, uh, what will be, how would you define success yourself? Well, that's a great question. Thank you for asking. Success is where, you know, you really end up doing something every single day where it meets these four things. Number one, what you get up and do all day long feels good. I mean, coaching to me feels good. Buying real estate feels good. Traveling with my wife and my three children feels good. So, you know, ask yourself this one question is what you're doing every day. Does it feel good? Mm -hmm. Right. Number two, is really to ask, is it good for you, right? So is what you're doing good for you? Is doing this podcast that you're hosting, I love your show, by the way, is it, does it feel good and is it good for you? Well, my big answer is hell yes. 
right? And so if you're doing something that feels good and is good for you, whereas coaching for me is, you know, making money and living a certain lifestyle and, you know, really doing something with my life, I'm, it really does check those first two boxes. And then I move to number three. Is it good for others, right? Because what you're doing can't just feel good and be good for you. It's got to be good for other people, whether those are my clients, whether those are the people that are listening to this podcast or you or your wife or, you know, if I'm standing on stage somewhere delivering a keynote, I really, really, you know, try to remember that most people out there are listening with the radio station antenna of WIFM. What's in it for me? And so I want to make sure that it feels good. It's good for me and it's good for others. And then the fourth one is really, does it serve the greater good? Does it serve the greater good? That means, does it meet the number one law of the universe, which is life bringing to it more life, life bringing more love, more abundance, more health, more money, you know, expansion. And where most people are doing things where they contract, right? Most people are playing small. Most people are literally running the same patterns and the beliefs, values, and rules that they had at 10 or 12 or 14 years old those people are not ticking the boxes because they're not really seeing it or feeling it in a way where, again, we recap, you know, does it feel good? Is it good for you? Is it good for others? And does it serve the greater good? And so I often will use that as a benchmark to really see, hear, feel, and know whether I'm on my path, whether my clients, my wife, my children, my parents, my siblings, anybody around me. And you can literally tell who's into personal growth and who isn't based on, you know, doing a little check on those things. Does that resonate? It's definitely. It's particularly the number three. It resonated a lot because I think, uh, you know, looking from that perspective, like, because again, a lot of us, most of us are just, you know, selfish. I mean, it's probably just by nature. Cause again, we just, yeah, I mean, we, we think about ourselves, how we're going to survive again, coming back to the brain thing, uh, the way it operates. But I think if you just, just look from this contribution standpoint and just like, how it can help the society or just people, you know, that are close to me, that's going to impact your life in a tremendous way. I mean, you're going to feel definitely very excited, very uplifted, you know, happy, you know, enthusiastic most of the time, you know, if we're going to look from that perspective. So I think, you know, I don't know if I can skip the rest three, but, uh, you know, just focusing on that one, I, I think the life will be very beautiful. Absolutely. And again, there's, there's just so many things that I can, I can speak to where, you know, you still need a little bit of community. You need a little bit of a tribe. You need people Mm -hmm. that uplift you and you want to challenge them and they want to challenge you because there's always another level. I mean, I teach something in my coaching called, you know, the ladder of success. And there's, you know, I want you to visualize it as if it was a ladder with six rungs going up, right? Mm -hmm. And these six rungs really represent the level at which you can play at in every area of your life. And the very first rung at the bottom is what I call poor, P-O-O-R, right? But I know your listeners don't do anything poorly. So let's go up to the second rung. And the second rung is what I call where you show up good, right? So now you've gone from poor up to good, but good isn't good enough anymore. You know what? It's 2020 and you've got to absolutely show up in a better way. So we go from poor up to good and now good up to number three, which is great. Now you're doing great things with your job, great things with your podcast, great things with your wife, but there's still three more levels because once you go from level three up to level four, 
Now you're doing what I call things in an excellent manner. You're showing up excellent in your diet, excellent with your kids, excellent with your finances, and you can get a lot more stuff done when you show up at those levels. But I challenge people to go from excellent, that's level four up to level five, which is outstanding. Now you're outstanding in everything you do. You're reading the books, you're listening to the podcasts, you're going to the event, you're traveling the world, you're doing all of these great things, but there's still another level. And level six is the level that I challenge everyone to get to, which is extraordinary or extraordinary. Yeah. Because who can choose to be poor, good, great, excellent, outstanding, or extraordinary? You can. And all it takes is a decision. All it takes is for you to start asking yourself a primary question. And that primary question or that PQ, as I call it, and Tony calls it, could be something like, am I making progress? Right? Am I making progress with my body? Am I making progress with my spouse? Am I making progress with my real estate? Am I making progress with my finances? Am I making progress by getting ready to travel to this next beautiful country that I want to experience on this beautiful planet? Because for the committed, there's always a way. And so the big thing here is to really ask yourself, are you interested in moving up the ladder or are you committed to moving up the ladder? Big difference, because if you're just interested, you'll do it if it's convenient. But if you're committed to moving up the ladder, you'll do whatever it takes. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Def it definitely makes sense. I mean, how do we get to the whatever it takes, uh, you know, state? Because maybe, maybe you can talk again, because the next question is, you know, how do we get in this uh, resourceful, you know, state? Because I think that's yeah. where, where creativity comes in. And again, to be an extraordinary and at anything, you need a lot of creativity and just those juices that will like get you going towards these climbing, you know, all the ladder steps. So like how, how people can get more resourceful and just, just, you know. Absolutely. Well, first of all, it starts with your physiology. I mean, never make a life altering decision when you're in a bad physiology. I mean, if you're feeling sorry for yourself, I can tell your head's down. Your shoulders are down. Your breathing is shallow. Well, you're not going to make a good decision when you're in that physiology. Stand up, you know, hydrate, put on some good music. But I'm telling you, always check in with what your state is in terms of your physiology. The second thing we have you do is to really look at your focus. Because where focus goes, energy flows. And unfortunately, most people are focused on what they don't want. In fact, you'll hear this all the time. I don't want to be broke. Mm. I don't want to be fat. I don't want to be lonely. Well, all the brain is hearing is broke, fat, and lonely. Yeah. So you got to turn that around and say, you know what? I want to be abundant. I want to be healthy. You know, and I want to be in great relationships with my spouse. And the brain's going to hear that and it's going to optimize how you can get there. So once you check in with your physiology, you check in with your focus. The third thing you got to do is check in with your language. And unfortunately, most people are walking around going, oh, I should do this. I could do that. I ought to maybe I'll start tomorrow. And that's a bunch of crap because your language is going to dictate emotion and your emotion is really what's responsible for getting you fired up to go out there and conquer. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I mean, everything that you just said, everything made, made sense. I mean, I'd, I'd seen, you know, previous your previous interviews, and I just love the, the, you know, the information that you put out. It's just such, you know, a valuable thing that you provide, like, you know, giving your time right now. Again, I'm just very grateful that you, you know, giving this, because I know a lot of people and you guys can see me taking the notes. And I, I hope you do the same, because, you know, like, if you're really committed into learning what it takes Again, if you committed to do whatever it takes and to improve your life and your business, do whatever it takes. Take the notes, grab a pen and, you know, because uh, you know, it says, you know, short, short pencil is better than a long memory, something like that. I think the quote. That's so, right. That's notes. right. You so what, what do you think? What do you think, again, because going towards that extraordinary life, I mean, it sounds like, you know, there's still a few steps for me to go. I mean, it's a long way. It's a journey, right? Yep. But, uh, you know, like, I think it's going to be like focused, what I'm imagining in my head kind of, you know, focused, like driven and then just, you know, like all in. Right. So, you know, what about, again, coming back to the family, you know, you have a family, wife, maybe sure. kids, you know, friends and all there. So what advice would you give again for, for those people who are just full in, like, you know, yeah. in the business, how do you have life balance? Well, again, it, it's really owning your physiology, your focus, your language. And it's also about owning your identity. I mean, mm -hmm. the strongest force inside of us is the need to be consistent with our identity. So if you see yourself as an entrepreneur, you're going to go out there and take, you know, entrepreneurial moves. If you see yourself as, a, as somebody who's committed to making more money, um, giving your family a better lifestyle, if you own that identity and you combine your physiology, your focus, your language, and your identity those are the four pillars that then allow you to move to the next thing is what you're asking is you've got to get crystal clear on what you don't want and get crystal clear on what you do want. Right? So mm -hmm. if you don't want to earn a certain amount of income, let's say somebody's earning, I don't know, we'll just throw a number $30,000 a year and you've been earning $30,000 a year for the last six years. You got to draw a line in the sand and say, you know what? That just can't continue. It's 2020. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make 50,000, 60,000, 100,000, whatever it is. And you've got to know what you want. And that's where most people fall down is they're afraid to declare it. They're afraid to say, I want, you know, to earn this much, or I want to buy this real estate, or I want to travel, or I want to take my kids to Disneyland. And so without having that clarity declared, the brain isn't optimized to go find a way to achieve it. That's why we always say, start with the end in mind. What do you really, really, really want? And even more importantly than that, why do you want it? Because if the why is big enough, the how will start to show up. And so when you've got a big, fat, compelling why, it becomes the rocket fuel or the juice when times get tough, when you hit a roadblock, when there's an obstacle. But I'm telling you that there's always a way for the committed. So if we're committing to a better physiology, better focus, better language, better identity, and now we get crystal clear on what we want and why we want it, then we've got to absolutely reverse engineer the steps to get it. And that's simply chunking things down into bite-sized pieces and going really what's the next logical step that's going to move me from where I am to where I want to be. Do I need to read a book? Do I need to go to a conference? Do I need to hire a coach? Do I need to write out what I really want to conquer by the end of 2020? And once you get clarity on that, then you've got to go and follow that up with what we call 
intelligent and inspired massive action. And notice I didn't just say action. I said intelligent and inspired massive action because you've got to do the right things in the right order at the right times. And you've mm-hmm. got to really get inspired, right? Inspiration or in theos means from God within. And if you've got something on your heart, it's because God or the universe or source placed it there because it wants you to go out there and fulfill that desire. So if that's a job, if that's making money, if that's falling in love, if that's having children, you know what? I always say, if you can get out of your head and get into your heart and your gut, that is where you want to live more often. And unfortunately, most people get stuck in their head and they don't build the muscle, you know, that is needed from the heart and the gut to move forward. Does that resonate? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, what, what you said, everything starts in the head. And that's, again, that's why I wanted to have you on the show because people, more people need to see you, who you are, and, you know, just grab the content that you have, the free one, the paid one, whatever, just, you know, get committed, like improving your life. Because if you're not going to improve this, I mean, nothing will change for you. So, you know, so intelligence, uh, intelligence and parts and massive action. So that's, that's kind of a great recipe for, for people to take on. So again, coming back to, you know, goals and, you know, doing all the work, running the business again, because um, we already achieved a couple of stacks. We woke up the time, as we said, we went to the gym. So we, we got to, now we're ready to kind of plan the day. So what ways uh, would you recommend like, or, you know, some strategies, how to plan your day kind of in productive way? That's a great question. That's one of my specialties. And I teach something, you know, known as the productivity pyramid. That is the, you know, we've got a productivity pyramid where there's four different levels of things that you could or should be doing in a given day. But before I get into that, I want to teach you something called the rule of 168. The rule of 168. Now, what is that? Well, the rule of 168 declares that we all have 168 hours in a week. Mm -hmm. You've got 168 hours. I got 168 hours. Elon Musk has 168 hours. Oprah Winfrey has 168. But what are you doing with those hours? I mean, we sleep for a bunch of them. We eat. We pay the bills. We shower. You know, we watch a little television. But what are you doing with the rest over that time? Are you working, you know, or are you working on your business? Or are you working on your side hustle? Because ultimately, you've got to know what amount of time that you've got every week Because if you work a little bit on this business this week and next week and next week, it compounds, right? That's where by the end of a month, you can have really, you know, made some headway. And the thing that I teach, the productivity pyramid, will help your listeners understand the four different levels that they're doing things at. And maybe they'll want to move some things around once I get through what all four levels are. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. The the pen is ready. (laughs) The very first level at the bottom of the pyramid is what I call low or no value, right? It's where we're doing things where there's really not a very solid ROI. Maybe we're watching too much television. Maybe we're surfing the internet. Maybe we're spending too much time on Facebook, Mm. right? Which is okay, but you can't live in level one because you'll never get anywhere, right? So really level one is called low or no value. And you better be careful that you're not spending too much time in level one. Does that make sense? Yeah. Beautiful. Level two is what we call low dollar value. Low dollar value. What's that? Well, it's where you're spending time, you know, doing things that get you ready to make money. 
right? They don't necessarily make you money, but maybe you're researching something or maybe you're looking at market data. Maybe you're, you know, getting your taxes ready for the IRS. Maybe you're doing something that's important. It's not in level one, but level two is really, you know, tasks and getting things off your list and all of that stuff. So again, it's important, but not like levels three and four. So let's go up to level three because level three is what I call high dollar value, right? This is where what you're actually doing can provide an ROI. Maybe you're going to look at a property. Maybe you're going to talk to some investors to see if they want to invest in a deal. You know, maybe you're, you know, doing something that is going to bring you a windfall of, of opportunity in a business, but you're actually doing the high level, high impact activity that's going to make you some money so that you can live a better lifestyle. So, so far we've got level one, you know, low or no value, level two, low dollar value, level three, high dollar value. And let's go to the final level, that top level at the top of the pyramid and that's called high lifetime value. High lifetime value. This is the things that you do to fill up your cup. Maybe you read books, you listen to great podcasts like this one. You go to the gym and work out so you're in a you know, stronger body. Maybe you take your wife on date night, right? Maybe you take your kids to the park. Maybe you go into nature. Maybe you go to the church. Maybe you tithe. Maybe give some of your money away to people less fortunate than you. And I'm telling you that once you really get a good handle on where you spend your time and you see how much time you're spending in level one, level two, level three, and level four, you can now move things around and plan your week in advance because I give a color scheme to these four levels so it's easier to remember. And the first level is what I refer to as brown time, right? It's shit time. It's not the time for us to be really spending too much time in brown time. So we go up to level two, that is called light green time. That is where, you know, like money's green, we start doing things that are getting us ready to make some money. Level three is what we call dark green time. Yes, that's going out there and making the money. And literally, you know that money is simply a byproduct of value. Yeah. Therefore, for you to make money in level three, you have to be adding value to this beautiful planet in some way so the money can come back to you. And then level four, my favorite level is called gold time, you know, like gold, because spending time with your spouse, your kids, your body, your books, your podcast, church, I mean, that's really where life is lived at the highest level. Yeah. So I challenge the listener, I challenge you, you know, to really take a look at those four levels and assign it a percentage of time. How much time are you spending in brown time every week? How much time are you spending in light green? How about dark green? How about gold time and whatever your numbers, you know, come out of you, it should add up to 100%. But now think about what you want to do in the future. You know, if you could plan out your week, your 168 hours the way you want, you know, excluding sleep and eating and showering and some of that stuff. But if you could really, you know, identify, do I want to spend my time, you know, in brown, light green, dark green, or gold? Again, who gets to choose where they spend their time? We do. And again, I'm telling you, once you learn this system and you really think about these colors, as you go about your daily activities, you're going to go, well, this brown activity, I shouldn't be doing. I should be doing something in green. Or, you know, I'm doing light green here. I should go do some more dark green today. You know, and it all comes back to how much time you spend in gold. Because 
this conversation, this podcast. I mean, some of the stuff that I'm giving your listeners here is life changing. Yeah. And it's really spending time with a coach, a teacher, a mentor, a trainer in gold time that can radically change someone's life. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, definitely. And this is definitely a goal time here that, that, you know, that we're having right now. So guys, if you're, you know, feeling exactly the same, just click the like, you know, and leave a comment as well saying, you know, I'm having a great time. So I'd love to see your comments down below. And again, you know, my advice for people, just stop floating in a brown time, just start swimming in a gold time. That, that's where you want to be, you know, definitely. So, you know, for the people, again, who are busy, like for the business owners, uh, like we have these, you know, cause my business, uh, you know, one of the business partners before used to tell me like, it's like a swing, like, and you, you, you will know what I'm talking about. Like, it's hard to start that thing moving. Once you get it moving, like, and you start pushing it on the more it moves, but once you start pushing it more, I mean, it's kind of stops. And when we, when you have to push it again, it's really hard to start back again. So what I'm talking about the momentum. Yes. So, you know, like, can you give an advice, like for people, again, I would love to, you know, just again, from a selfish standpoint, sorry, but <laughs> just how do you build that momentum without, you know, breaking it? Is there a way to do that? Well, again, it's the little things that add up to the big things. And most people want to just push that swing so hard the first time, mm. right? Just to get it going. It's not how you start a swing. You start off by making little changes in yep. your routines, your habits, your rituals. Again, turn off the TV. I call that the electronic income reducer, right? And go start a home-based business. Go research something. Go talk to your spouse about what you really want to step into in this next decade. I mean, for the committed, there's always a way. And it's the little things that if you start stacking up and compounding them over a week or a month or a quarter, I'm telling you, you can start to see some changes in your, in your results. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like very simple. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. So can we talk about, again, your, your coaching process, the way you work with the people? Like, I mean, you know, like if I'm looking to get involved in one of your programs, like what I'm going to be expecting from that? Yeah. So I find over the years that different people need different levels of coaching. You know, mm -hmm. some people need a one-to-one -one coach, which is something I offer. Some people want to come in and do a group program or a group training program. And some people like something, you know, that's a quick fix. They want a VIP day with me or they want to work with me for three months. I also have packages for six months and for a full year. But again, it's really customized to what the individual needs because different strokes for different folks. You know, some people need a lot more psychology, right? And stuff to get their mind optimized for success. Some people have a pretty good mindset and they want to come in and work with me on strategy. They want to, you know, start with the end in mind and have me help them reverse engineer it, right? So that we know step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, kind of like a, a blueprint. But it's even more than that. I help people create what I call systems for support. That is, once you identify what you want, you know, what should you be doing? What should you be outsourcing? Is there some VA that could do it? You know, so we really take a look at your roles and responsibilities. We take a look at your strengths. We take a look at your weaknesses, or as I like to call them, opportunities to improve. I mean, we leave no stone unturned in pursuit of getting you ready to absolutely achieve what you want faster than you ever wanted it. I mean, I'm the guy that people come to when you want to turn what I call decades into days. 
That is, why wait 10 years to achieve something when you can work with a coach, a teacher, a mentor, or trainer to compress that time, yeah. right? But it means that you're going to get out of the old paradigm of making all decisions from the past to step into the present to create that vision of the future. And I'm telling you, if you can envision it, the universe has it ready for you to go right now. There's very, very little that we can't do as human beings. And I'm telling you, as long as you stay defiantly committed, you're hungry, you're passionate, and you're ready to, you know, ride that roller coaster and be, you know, able to navigate the ups and downs, you can achieve anything you want. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's definitely like, you know, because I, I see so many players, you know, playing the game and, you know, I'm talking about the business owners, you know, they're running by themselves and I came across countless people. Some of those are, you know, friends of mine and they're like, oh, look, I don't read the books. I don't need a mentor or a coach. I'm just kind of doing my own thing. I'm going to figure there's YouTube, like podcast, free content. So that's the way I learn. I'm more visual, you know, all these things that they say. And I'm like, man, you, you're setting yourself up for, for the failure. Like in the long well, run, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be that because when you have a coach, it's same for the, as you know, like rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. He had a coach like Michael Jordan was his coach. And, you know, maybe not on a court, like maybe while he's not playing the basketball, but he had a coach while he wasn't, you know, playing the basketball because the coach can see from a different angle, the things that the steps that you make and the shots that you take. And so it's crucial to the game. I mean, you, you have to have one of those people in your, in your team. So couldn't agree more. Yeah. And it's, it's fascinating to hear you say that. And just for the, you know, just for the record, I have two coaches, right? Even though I'm a coach, you know, I have two coaches that absolutely work with me to continue to climb the ladder. Plus I have an accountability partner that kicks my butt regularly. So yeah, I'm not just, you know, talking the talk. I'm really walking the walk. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So like from your perspective, who will be your ideal kind of a client? Well, right now, I mean, I've, I've, I've worked with predominantly Fortune 500 executives, um, doctors, lawyers, real estate investors. Um, I work with a lot of, you know, athletes. I work with Olympic athletes. I work with professional sports heroes. Um, it really is anybody that's defiantly committed to getting to the next level. Somebody that wants to, you know, again, make more impact and more income, you know, whether that's in their business, whether that's in their nonprofit, so really, I, I, I really am blessed to be able to coach a very, very wide spectrum of people. Yeah, yeah, that, that's phenomenal. You know, like what I can say, like I, I have these pages, like, you know, you guys can, cannot see, but I have these like two pages and, you know, I, I know I'm going to be reviewing this video after it's going to come out and I will be rewatching it and just taking more notes because it, it was just tremendous value and the information that you just provided, which as you said, it's, it's gold material. It's definitely life changing. If you just, you know, like dive into it and just take notes and you just implement it, as you mentioned, taking the massive action. So, you know, I cannot thank you enough, you know, for taking this time, you know, it's Sunday, the weekend, you can be doing so many different things, but you, you know, you, you said you're going to be doing that. So I'm just, you know, super grateful, you know, for, for taking the time to do this. Well, it's my joy and pleasure. And, and obviously you can tell I'm very passionate about sharing this. Yeah. I'm on a podcast, a TV show, a radio show somewhere in the world, you know, every week. And I travel a lot. I just got back from two months in Australia. Prior to that, my wife and I were in Italy. We were in the UK. We were in Paris. Um, we've got, you know, a lot of trips coming up, a lot of keynote speeches. But I'm telling you, if there's one thing that I want to just kind of wrap with and you know, it really does come from my favorite book of all time, Think and Grow Rich, is mm -hmm. that, you know, Napoleon Hill says that the secret to life is in the title of the book. 
and that is to think and grow rich. It doesn't say do and grow rich first. It says you've got to think. And so I'm going to challenge you, challenge myself, challenge the listeners to really ask yourself, am I thinking and behaving in a way that is truly, you know, going to move me to where I want to be? And it all starts with the way you think, the way you get motivated, the way that that motivation causes you to take action. And if you take that intelligent and inspired action, you will get to the result you want. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. I hope I'm not going to ruin the ending because I'm not, a, not, not good with those ending parts. You know, I, I like introducing the guests where, where it starts the conversation. I like that part. So, but again, it just, you know, I really appreciate the time, the effort, everything that you did, you know, for us spending the time. Again, I'm going to put all the links down below. You can, you can guys go and, you know, click one of those again to the website, social medias, go and connect you know, with Trevor, ask him questions, you know, the mindset. Again, make sure that you do the homework. Again, I would love to see more people who are committed. They want to improve their life this year because, I mean, the year just started. It's only March, just starting out third month. I mean, we still have nine months. And beyond that, it doesn't stop with the 2020. I mean, life continues. So definitely get, get you a coach like Trevor, you know, who, who just plays, you know, th this game. I mean, like 25,000 hours of coaching. So that, that talks to me. That says to me experience. And that's, that's, again, that's what I would be looking for, you know, as an experienced person who has a track record experience, he knows what to do. He's working multiple different industries. So it is, it's just phenomenal. I love it. Definitely. So again, guys, if you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Click like, subscribe to the channel. Again, go and check it out. Trevor's social media, your websites, everything is down there for you to go and check. And again, I really just really appreciate the time again, spending, you know, here with us. So thank you, Trevor. Thank you so much. And I'll leave you with a great quote. It comes from the late, great Jim Rohn. You know, he was Tony Robbins' coach. Tony's been my coach for a long time. Mm -hmm. And it's one of my favorite quotes ever. And Jim Rohn said, don't wish it were easier. Wish you were better. And I just love that. I'll say it again. Don't wish it were easier. Wish you were better. And who can get better? All of us can get better when we're defiantly committed to moving up the ladder. So thank you very much for having me on. It's been my joy and pleasure. Can't wait to catch up with you another time. And thanks for having me on. Thank you, Trevor. Much appreciated. Have a great day. You too. Thank you.